In Father Teresa's Wine Cellar, we believe all oppression is intersectional. And this means our analysis of current events frequently includes discussion of difficult and explicit content. Any combination of the following topics could be included in our show. Murder, rape, war, climate change, racism, sexism, violence, sexual violence, homophobic violence, heterocentrism, discrimination and abuse against individuals of nonconformist sexuality, domestic violence, child abuse, child rape, child neglect, elderly abuse, verbal abuse, police brutality, microaggressions, ableism, cyberbullying, genital mutilation, ideological extremism, and people just being total fucking assholes. Alright, welcome to the wine cellar. Uh, we have news, we have comments, we're going to do some stuff. Uh, I don't think we have a theme of the night yet, but you know, we'll figure it out. We're tangential, that's just what the fuck we do. Um, but to start off with, I wanted to cover this particular story. This is on NBCnews.com, and I wanted to cover it because I haven't really seen it getting much traction. Today's what, like the 17th, I think? The, 16th? The 18th is 18th. almost over. 18th. Uh, yeah, it was actually from a couple days ago, and I haven't seen it getting much traction at all, even in lefty circles, so I wanted to talk about it because important shit. Um, a man in New York was arrested because he wanted to start a racial civil war. Seems like something that maybe we should be talking about. These fucking white domestic terrorists. All right. Um, a New York man who officials say aimed to carry out a racial civil war was arrested with a second man after they bought guns without serial numbers from undercover agents, according to documents filed in federal court on Wednesday. The men... Joseph Minor, age 29, and Daniel, uh, hmm, J-O-U, how would you say that? Jow? Jew? Joe? J-O-U? Jew? No, Joe. Joe? The fuck? I don't know, it's just fucking The fuck do they, what do they look like? Uh, I don't know. They don't have their pit. They don't have the mug shots up yet. Right now, now I'm now I'm thinking like them. Like, well, what race is he? That's how <laughs> I'll classify this person. Well, let's see. Uh, let me just Google his name and see the arrest. Um, do they have mug shots up? Uh, uh Doctor Mo's in the comments section and oh, said, okay. um, uh, think he might be white. Uh, uh, confirmed. He looks white based on his picture. Like, I would not peg this to be a person of color of any sort. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, it's, that's a Hutchinson. A Hutchinson? No, his name is Joe. Um, <clears throat> scroll back up if I'm article. Right. So, Joseph Minor, 29, and Daniel Joe, age 40. Like, you're a grown-ass adult, and this is what the fuck you're doing. You're trying to start a civil war. Really? All right. Um, so the men from who are from Queens purchased handguns and shotguns that had cleaned off serial numbers, according to documents filed in New York's Eastern District Court. Miner also bought a ghost AR with a silencer, an assault-style rifle uh, assembled from parts without identifying without identifying markings, the documents say. The pair were arrested last Tuesday night. The men who appeared in court via teleconference, ha, corona, <laughs> uh, they appeared in tele via teleconference Wednesday. They now face charges of illegal possession of firearms, according to the U.S. Uh, Attorney's Office. Um, I mean, yeah, technically they did have illegal firearms, but you think they would charge them for 
more than that because they were trying to start a civil war like domestic terrorism or something maybe the fuck all right so court records did not list lawyers for them and it wasn't clear if they entered a plea during their arraignment wednesday investigators were alerted to minor after seeing posts on instagram from last year in which he appraised an attack on a synagogue in muncie new york uh, and posted photos of himself giving a nazi salute i'm glad they're fucking telling on themselves that's all i can say about that Uh, He also allegedly, quote, fantasized about martyring himself in a blaze of glory. Well, you made it far, kid. In another social media post, Miner said he wanted assault weapons and other guns for boogaloo purposes. Have you been hearing that term a lot lately? I've been seeing it a lot lately. Boogaloo? No, I don't know. But Twitter's more active. Yes. Uh, So boogaloo is like... um, they're like sort of like an offshoot of like the white nationalists, like three percenters and, you know, like those type of people. But they want to start a, a race war. So they don't just want to like have a white um, ethno state. They want to like go through the process of having a really violent civil war first. And then, you know, whatever. I guess they get to be the fucking heroes or whatever. Um, so he said he wanted boog- uh, guns for boogaloo purposes, uh, according to court documents. Uh, officials say earlier this year, Miner bought body, body armor emblazoned with Nazi symbols and a tactical helmet. Because you should be able to buy that type of shit online, really. Uh, during a meeting Tuesday with an undercover agent in Queens, Miner and Joe bought the cleaned-off guns as well as a Colt assault rifle with a silencer, more than 200 rounds of ammunition, uh, and high-capacity magazines. So yeah, I just wanted to cover that to be like, hey, just so everyone knows what the fuck is going on, because... um. It's really not getting a lot of traction, and I feel like maybe that one should be, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what else do we have going on here? I have so many tabs. I have so many choices. Um, I need the McDonald's theme that... Da-da-da-da-da. I'm loving it. <clears throat> a woman uh, in Oklahoma City has shot up a McDonald's. Why the fuck not? Um, Police have identified a single suspect, Gloricia Woody, uh, who was forced out of the restaurant by employees. Reports say Woody re-entered the restaurant and punched an employee who sustained a head head injury, and Woody then fired three rounds from a handgun inside the restaurant. One employee was hit in the arm, another employee was hit with shrapnel in the neck, and a third employee was hit with shrapnel in the side. All three employees were taken to a local hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Woody was found a few blocks south of the McDonald's and then taken into custody. Two of the employees uh, of a McDonald's in southwest Oklahoma... Oh, wait, is this the same? That's fucking weird. All right. So halfway through the story, they have another paragraph that sounds like the intro paragraph. Two employees of McDonald's in southwest Oklahoma City were shot and two were injured Wednesday evening, according to police. Police say a woman became upset when she learned the dining room was closed for coronavirus precautions. Police say the woman refused to leave and then a physical altercation ensued. Police say the woman left the restaurant but then returned with a gun and fired three rounds inside. Police at the scene also said a female employee was assaulted by the suspect and sustained injuries from hitting her head on dining room furniture. Out of the four employees who were injured, three were taken to a hospital, but all are expected to be okay. So, yeah, that's what the fuck is going on there. People just shooting up places because they can't fucking get a McDouble, which is... A Big Mac is not that serious, people. It's really not. I'm just saying. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Damn sinuses. Um, 
Oh, were you yeah. gonna? Oh. oh no, I'm just check checking things. Okay. Yeah, now, now there's more things to check. There are more things to check. Yeah. yeah, sorry for the awkward silence. I had like a uh, some sinus issues there for a second. <laughs> um, and then I have an update. Um. About the Tyreek Hudson murder case. <clears throat> I had, I thought I had, I thought I had. Aha. Uh-huh. So this is um, <clears throat> an old article. This is on the Baltimore Sun. This is actually from 2019. So this is last year. Um, and this is just a little bit about the case. I'm not going to read the whole article. Um, but they are talking about the man uh, who killed uh, Mr. Hudson. Right. And so neighbors would notice him muttering to himself and searching of the dumpster. He carried a ring of keys on his hip and would curse angrily if he fumbled for one. His front door was often cracked open so he could spy out to look at neighbors. But nobody saw what was coming next because he was a white man and got all the benefits of the doubt. So James Verombeck, Verombeck, age 53, blasted a shotgun into the chest of a young software engineer who lived upstairs. Verombeck, who is a grounds worker for Anne Arundel County Schools, because this is the type of guy you want working for the school district. And Anne Arundel, remember the... Um, yes, the rapist cop story. Yes, from, mm-hmm. uh, for Amy Brown Cruz and, um, and the cop Christian. Yep. Yeah, so we already have, like, a bad uh, sort of, like, view of Anne Arundel County. But, yeah, so apparently the guy who was weird uh, works for the school district, because that's fucking fine. Um, At a bail hearing, uh, pretrial services said he suffered from schizophrenia, uh, despite him giving a confession. Yes. Um, But still, questions haunt these neighbors. They gathered Thursday afternoon and wondered what the awful fate brought these two together. A 22-year-old engineering whiz recruited... Uh, from to work for Northrop Grumman and a 53-year-old maintenance worker with a history of threats. Now, see, a history of threats, cussing out the neighbors, like, peeking out his door to spy on people, but nobody, like, felt a need to report anything. That's that fucking white privilege shit, because that's fucking creepy behavior. I would report somebody if I lived in an apartment building and they behaved like that. Just saying. I'd fucking report them. That's why I hate apartments. It's <laughs> a very legitimate but reason. And also, you can report them, but then the pigs will show up and just be like, "Oh, that's my cousin." Right, exactly. He all crack. Just give him some scratch tickets and beef jerky. He's Oof. all crack. Oof. Um, and then they have a lot about um, Tyreek, um, which I'm not going to read it all because it's one of those like it's an article, but it's also like here's like a whole ten paragraphs about this person's life story. And how they went to college, and I think I'm mostly skipping it because it's irritating me because it's, like, striking me as being a little too respectable. Of like, oh, he went to college, and he was really good, and got a great job, and had his own apartment, and young black man, making it in the world. And I just yeah, I really fucking, hate that, that fucking that framing. I just hate that framing. Yeah, like, that, that's the thing. Like, so many fucking, um, uh, you know, good liberals, oh, good Democrat liberals, if I would have got hit by the pigs before my mid-twenties, yeah. then it just would have been fucking, oh, rapper that had homophobic punchlines got what he had coming. Yeah, pretty much. Piece of shit, super predator. Yep. Right? Yeah, if I, if I would have been one day before starting the podcast, yeah. Yep. Right. No, now I matter. Well, you're respectable now. Yeah, look at the fucking sweater. But then I tell, oh, but I got it at Goodwill. Oh, fuck, he doesn't matter oh, again. Fuck this guy, uh, man. He's fucking poor. He got his sweater at the Goodwills. Mm-hmm. But now what is interesting in this article as it goes on, uh, they talk about Ann Salter, who is Verombeck's ex-wife, 
because as is usual with a lot of these men, before they actually go out and kill someone, they have a history of uh, domestic violence against like female partners or women in their family, right? So Ann Salter uh, says that she was scared for her life after she left her marriage with Brombeck. Uh, what the? Brombeck. She said they met at a party in 2006. He seemed sweet, and they married later that year. But then everything changed. She says, quote, as soon as we got married, it was like night and day. It was like I was the enemy, and he was coming for me. She had two children from a previous relationship. Uh, when her son left the faucet running in the bathroom, she said Verombeck erupted. His punishments didn't fit the crime. He would get mad and not talk, but look at you like he wanted to kill you. Hey, even using the word crime. Yeah. Crime? Really? Oh, yeah, that faucet. You know. I got felonious faucets. Yes. Uh, the outburst escalated, though they never became violent. Sometimes he would be silent for hours. Salter said she felt intimidated. I didn't want my kids growing up feeling like they were walking on eggshells, so she filed for divorce after a year and a half, but he asked her to go to marriage counseling. Only later, she found that he was on dating websites, and even though he begged her to continue counseling, she called it off. Uh, An Anne Arundel judge granted their divorce in March of 2010, but he continued driving past her house. Salter said she would often spot him in her rearview mirror. He would follow her to work in her children's daycare. Uh, Worried, she headed for a police station. She said, I thought he was going to kill me in front of my kids. A county judge granted her a protective order, but Verombeck violated it right away. It was May 2010 when a warrant was issued for his arrest. Let me just run that back. So they got divorced officially in March, and by May, he was violating the restraining order. Yeah. All right. Um, Salter felt the protective order saved her life and her children. She told the court she didn't want him jailed. Really? After all that? Fuck, man. Uh, He promised to stay away. Months went by, then years. Uh, But in February, when Tyreek Hudson was taking out the trash, he noticed someone watching him about 10 a.m. on February 16th. Uh, Hudson would describe the encounter in his own request for court protection. When he stepped in the hallway, Verombeck was waiting. You knew this day was coming, Verombeck told him. You knew what you did. Hudson said to the judge, I didn't... Right, yeah, it's just a white man in the hallway saying you knew this day was coming. Nigga, what the fuck? This nigga watching too many fucking... I know what you did last summer. (laughs) Quit watching movies, white man. Uh, uh, He says Verombeck drew his thumb across his neck, making a death gesture. Uh, moments afterward, he called 911. Even that, I'm visualizing this shit as you're saying it. Yeah. So they're saying these fucking cheesy late 90s movie lines. Yeah. And then doing the finger across the neck thing. Yes. This is that Warner Brothers motherfucker. Fuck that. Bury that nigga in a Bugs Bunny costume. Fuck uh, that. The same day Tyreek. Oh, cuts- wait. I, oh. Damn it. It's our. Well, <laughs> bye, YouTube. You're going to get bye, deleted. Um, The same day Tyreek Hudson filled up papers for a peace order, three days later he walked into a Glen Burnie courtroom for a hearing. The judge was Debbie Patterson Russell, who two months earlier had left a a bench in Baltimore. Uh, Why are there so many extra details? Did we cover Debbie Patterson Russell's name too? I don't think so. Fuck, that sounds familiar. That sounds really? Yeah, and um, uh, just uh, dancing it back um, about ten minutes... Uh, looking at um, Dr. Moe in the comments section from a previous story, uh, pointed out someone's age, 29, mm-hmm. and said uh, everyone wants to pretend it's just boomers who are racist, white supremacist. Yep. Shaking my damn head. Yep. As opposed to my darn head. Well, you know, 
What the fuck? Oh, James Brownback. Okay. Um, sorry, I had to scroll back up to find something because there's a sentence in here that doesn't make sense, but scrolling back up didn't help me. All right. Um, let's see. Where did it go? Um, okay, so... Um, Hudson recounted their tense meeting in the apartment hallway. The judge asked what started this friction. Hudson said, I'm trying to figure it out. This was our first encounter. Um, Verombeck said, Your Honor, I found out he was taping me in my home. He put a hidden camera in my apartment. Why the fuck would... And what? No, what? All right. So the guy who... this And then mind you, this is the guy who killed Hudson said he put a hidden camera in my home. What? All right. Um, the judge said, how you know he was watching you? And Verombeck said he would know because he could hear Hudson walking above him in the apartment. Yes, you can sometimes hear the footsteps of the person who lives above you in an apartment. I'm not going to, I've been so caught up in engineering. I don't really know the story. Oh. Like, I'll be playing back the, is this a a white man killed a black man? It's a racist murder? Yeah. So this is, this is not the lynching story. No, this is a different one. Uh, before or after? Before, this is from last year. Holy, oh, and but like, But this is like an update of the, a, oh. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he said, I'm in my apartment, I put on an adult DVD and I hear him walk across the living room. Did he just what? say adult DVD? Yes, he did. He just had to put that detail in there? He did. Like, now we have to know that. We have to know like, that. Like, after, after you walked in the room and shook everyone's hand. Uh, Actually, no, it's coronial times. It is coronial times. Verombeck said that he tested this over and over again. The footsteps would return every time he started the video as if the person above were watching it too. What? So if people walk around while you're watching porn, that means they have a hidden camera in your house and they're watching you too? What are you watching that you're ashamed of? Actually, see, but that's me getting all in your business. How about society stop doing whatever it is you're doing. And you have a straw. I know. I know. Yeah, I, for people who aren't watching video, I just spilled my drink on myself. Okay. Um, so Russell sounded confused, but Verombeck went on. He'll get up from his chair and start walking down the hallway. He's watching me. And the judge said, but you've never seen your uh, this video camera? And Verombeck said no. And the judge said, you just kind of infer this because he moves around the apartment? And Verombeck said yes. So, in his request for a peace order, which is like a restraining order, Hudson said he sought protection from stalking, harassment, and threats of violence. Um, the But the judge said this uh, requires a pattern of behavior, not a single encounter. Wait, why does he just... Then watch your pornography with your headphones on. <laughs> And you can hear funny shit too when you do that. You can hear them like, yes. uh, uh, "We got we got too much of your leg in the shot." Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Like that should be in there sometimes. It's fucking hilarious. Use your headphones, you fucking dork. Uh, and so um, she shot, shot, sought to assure Verombeck that what, about what was happening upstairs. Hudson was simply walking around. You're not recording him, are you? She asked Hudson. Hudson replied, "No." Um, in two months. Hudson would be gunned down in a stairwell before two witnesses. And then there was a 10-hour standoff in which police would burst through the walls into Verombeck's apartment, arrest him, and charge him with murder. But in court, Russell had been denied his restraining order. So, 
Yeah, so uh, so this is, right, so the white guy who's creepy, he's known to be creepy, he was stalking his ex-wife, Yeah, and then he's randomly came up to a neighbor and said, I know what you're doing, you knew this day would come, does the finger across the neck thing. I know what you did last summer, I know what you did last virus. And then the judge says, yeah, you don't need a restraining order, and then two months later, the dude gets shot in the chest with a gun, uh, shotgun. Huh, you know what? Because, you remember SARS? Wasn't that like a, a certain like uh, mutation of the coronavirus? Uh, yeah. Back in two thousand three. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, someone could say that line to me because like during the SARS times, I was out there battling rappers who didn't have it coming, being mean, hurting feelings, dissing yeah, MCs yeah. that didn't need to be dissed. I could see someone saying, "I know what you did last virus," and then doing the throat thing at me. Really. And yeah, folks, uh, folks with the Facebook Live video, I do have a uh, separate camera set up for Facebook Live to get a different angle, which kind of puts it on the dark side of my face. By that meaning, um, there is no light on that side of the room. And uh, but I wanted to uh, make sure that I trigger some misogynist with the Harley Quinn poster <laughs> up in the background, because mm-hmm. holy shit, like misogynist, like uh, one thing I'm noticing. In particular, and because I had 11 days off work, I had time cuz, was um when I would see an advertisement saying like, oh, you can get the Harley Quinn movie on DVD or the Blu-ray, the comment section was mostly men looking pretty much over 30. Yeah. All talking about how much you just can't stand a movie. And then they even, like, they try to make their misogyny sound nuanced. It's like... I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, maybe it's something wrong with the whole genre. Really? So you all of a sudden don't like none of these fucking comic book films? <laughs> you goofy looking prick? Yep. No. And, um, and, and Dr. Mo, I could feel the energy coming off the screen. Said, yes, 11 days. Yay. And uh, when we say Dr. Mo in the comment section, that is a uh, real uh, general practitioner that has been on the program. Um, telling us what nots and what have you said yes. I need to eat more fruit. Yes. And something I think I'm supposed to get um uh colonoscopized. Oh yeah, you are supposed to get a colonoscopy, yes. Yeah, pretty soon. Yes. When do they do that? I think forty is the Why is it that see that's that that's that white man shit. See, cause like everything be framed around the class privileged white man. <clears throat> well, I think that's actually before white men are supposed to get one. Like black men are supposed to get one sooner because black men are more likely to have prostate cancer than white men. Oh, but there the fuck you go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like see, and then, but like what, what is midlife crisis absolutely has to be 40. Really? Exactly that number. Yes. I mean, Jesus Christ, what, what, what is that for, like, um, like famous entertainers that fucking peak at 27? Was their midlife crisis 31? Yes. Matter of fact, basically, just follow Eminem's timeline. This is a more realistic <laughs> white man midlife crisis. Uh, Mo Loco said, uh, wait, 40 if, 40 if risks, 50 if no risks. And Dr. Mo said, uh, black men need to be more careful with bowel cancer. Yes. Ah, so I should be eating more broccoli. Probably. And probably get a prostate exam when you're 40. When I'm 40? Yes. All right. Or as if, if we go to Michigan, as soon as we land in Michigan, just 
kind of run up in a doctor's office and be like, I don't know what you planned on doing today. <laughs> you could also do that. But, uh... Yeah, you might have to transfer your health insurance and shit over, too. Maybe. Nah, that's fucking whack. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, man, just... Let me just go in the doctor's office, just get in there, do a little deep sea diving. You can do it before we leave. I got piranhas and stuff in there. It's fucking wild. Piranhas in there? Yes, I do. It's my ass. I can have piranhas in my ass. No. All right. All right, folks. Phoenix Toledo is problematic. Yes. And is piranha shaming. Yes, I am piranha shaming. And, oh, Dr. Mo said uh, ways to prevent bowel cancer. uh, Yes. To the prostate exam, it's not that bad. Hell, I, you know, I, I think um, I think that that stuff tends to be homophobic men. Yeah, which is a great deal of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, where it's just like, I mean, I picked my nose earlier today at some point. I know <laughs> it. I mean, it's not like I remember, but guaranteed, because I'm almost forty, and that's just something that's never stopped. Yeah. Right. First time I picked my nose, then I remember I was three, and my biological sister was like, "Ew," and I was like, "Yeah, but it's not in there anymore." Oh my god! I've cleared out the situation, so I can pick my nose for damn near four decades, uh-huh. but I can't get a fucking licensed, educated professional to I... go rooting around in my bung tunnel. I think that men are actually like, I mean, it is the homophobia, but I think they're also like scared because. There is the prostate there, and like there, I think a lot of men are afraid they're going to get sexually aroused, because I mean that kind of is the male G spot, you know. Well, fine, that's just that's extra service. <laughs> I don't think they even make you pay for that. They do not make you pay for that. Yeah, like, there is not, ah, a, there is not that a, up there, tough guy. There is not an upcharge <laughs> for the prostate <laughs> stimulation. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, Mo says uh, more reefer, less alcohol, and less red meat. You're hating. Dr. Mo said reefer doobies. She did say reefer doobies. Which is how, which is how us, how we talk. <laughs> That's how you talk. I don't not say like reefer you. doobies. Why not? Because I say weed. Oh, God, that sounds, <laughs> we ju- it sounds bad. Like, I think I, I think growing up as a kid, like, I heard too many uncool adults say weed and that John Stewart scene in Half-Baked. <laughs> On weed. weed. <laughs> weed, man. I don't know. I don't know. Um, right. Yeah, anyways. Okay, so back to the Tyreek Hudson case. So that was, a, like, a sort of a background of the case. Now here's the update. Um, the man who shot him uh, is pleading not guilty uh, because at the time of the alleged offense, he was not responsible for criminal conduct due to mental disease or disorder. So basically, he's uh, taking an insanity plea. And saying that it's not his fault he shot his neighbor in the chest with a shotgun. Yeah. The, the fucking, the, the, the self-induced ableism. <laughs> yep. And so they're saying that um, he's schizophrenic. Um, and so that's, like, why they're going to go with this defense. But, um, yeah, I tend to think that he still probably knew it was wrong to murder somebody. So, yeah. We'll see what happens. All right, um... Let me go ahead and do a little flip-de-do here. WineCellarMedia.com. 